0: Hey everybody, happy Thursday, and welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who, if you were listening to this on Thursday the 3rd, the day of its release, then the man joining me, Derek Halpin. It's his birthday. Wish him a happy birthday, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. That's right. I remembered. I know
0: when your birthday is. It's a Did little you? bit. Of, it's a struggle to remember when my wife's is, but I haven't known her as long as you.
1: You know, pro, pro wrestling related to my birthday. Um, do you know who has a birthday the day before me? I don't know. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, and I know this. <laughs> I, and I know this. Yeah, I know every why year. You know this. Every year, I think of the segment that this is your life segment from Raw, where The Rock tells Mick Foley... Mankind, that The Rock's birthday is May 2nd, you stupid son of a bitch. And I laugh every year, because I think, yeah, and then there's mine. (laughs) See, what how I
0: should remember my wife's is just, okay, yeah, her birthday is the same day as the Big Show's.
1: (laughs) Now I just have to remember
0: when the Big Show's birthday is. (laughs) Yeah,
1: good luck. Yeah. Big Show did go to my my, uh, university, my alma mater, so... The more no, you know. he did. Did he really? Yeah, Paul White went to Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. My friend. Well, I don't know
0: what wrestler went to my college, but I do know that a friend of mine saw CM Punk eating at Buffalo Wild Wings once. Really? Where at? Carbondale. In Carbondale. In Carbondale, because they were in town for a show, and this would have been when he was part of ECW. And he went to B Dub's. And he went to B Dub's, and he had a you know, had a meal. He did. He didn't have a beer though. Who's to say he didn't? The straight edge Uh, thing could be a gimmick. It's a work! We're all getting work. Punks doing drugs, man. Hit our goddamn music.
1: That's a controversial beginning. That was fun. We I don't, don't normally s- start with birthday celebrations. Well, and we don't normally accuse CM
0: Punk of doing drugs. I don't think. Literally, I think we have to have been the first people to ever do that.
1: Well, given what has transpired in the last week with the MJF calling you out on social media. Um, It's not impossible that CM Punk could hear this podcast and then come after both of us for insinuating that he's not actually straight edge. That's true, because you
0: see him out your, or used to see him out your window a lot. Like, you guys live in the same neighborhood.
1: I haven't seen CM Punk in my neighborhood in a couple of years, I think. The last time I think I saw him, I was sitting in the Taco Bell Cantina in Wicker Park eating a taco and I looked out, and he was on his phone and walking his dog maybe 200 feet away from me.
0: And, ladies and gentlemen, what this man did next is insane. If you saw the movie The Weatherman starring Nicolas Cage, he took his soft taco
1: and lobbed it at his face. This is, this is a... This, what are you doing? This is a lie. Th- there are very Here's the thing. There's a bunch <laughs> of wrestlers that I definitely... Would have no problem being like, hey, man, cool, nice to, like, you know, hey, cool seeing you out and about, nice to meet you. Uh, Punk is not one of those guys that I would approach. And I have stuff I could talk to him about. Um, both We're both Blackhawks fans. We live in the same neighborhood, or did live in the same neighborhood. Um, and this is just not a guy that I feel like I could approach. I feel like I would get my ass kicked. There's a handful of those wrestlers. Uh, one of those, like, anytime I
0: see somebody with a photograph with Brock Lesnar in an airport, I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? That's balls. Like, that is, that, that's a badge of honor. Like, I would get that put on a t-shirt and wear it every fucking day. And then, what, what is this? I asked Brock
1: Lesnar for a picture in an airport. See, I joke a lot about, you know, having, like, a fake feud with Brock Lesnar. But if I could be serious for a moment, I would be too fucking scared of what that guy would be like if I rubbed him the wrong way. You're not afraid to take the Germans. You're just afraid to ask him for a <laughs> photograph. <laughs> if we could just skip the formality of me being in trouble. Well, okay.
0: Speaking of just, uh, you know, having confrontations with wrestlers. I was watching the Ring of Honor house show from over the weekend. I don't know if it's a pay-per-view. I don't even know what you call most of these. Like, they just have shows all the time and you watch them. Isn't that how, the, isn't that how wrestling
1: works? I ring of honor is confusing to me because like I've, I've said numerous occasions. I I feel like they're, they're big enough to be doing more things than they actually are. And there are times where I, like you said, it seems like they're airing footage from house shows. And I'm like, if you were on TV, like on a channel I could watch regularly, I would totally be watching ring of honor every week.
0: Well, I think that with these house shows that they're, you know, televising. They're doing it on the network. So it it falls into part of that. So I don't think it's it's not like they're major pay-per-views, but they're kind of it's almost like a bonus show to the, the regularly televised series.
1: Well that's cool. I still wish I had Ring of Honor on my TV regularly. You can, it's just hard to find. Well that's <laughs> well that's what I'm saying. Like if it was easier.
0: Well it's like if I know back at my parents' house I was flipping through it was like fucking noon on a Sunday. And I was like why why is Ring of Honor on ABC? At yeah, noon on a Sunday.
1: I went through the same thing over the winter. I, I went home to visit my parents f- over uh, Christmas, and I think it was like midnight. And me and my girlfriend were sitting there watching ROH on a local uh, news channel, and I my mind was blown. I just <laughs> like I tuned it into MSNBC expecting to watch
0: reruns of Locked Up, <laughs> and what I got was uh, the Marty greatest <laughs> in ring action on television. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it it was surprising, especially like I, I think I've seen ROH one time on TV since I moved to Chicago. I think it was on a channel here, and then I think they pulled it. So I don't know what happened with Sinclair being assholes. Or you whatever. should probably
0: just walk over to One Hour Tees and ask them to flip it on for you.
1: Do I, I guess I could.
0: You guys it, got it, a it, laptop I could watch this on like <laughs> the, the computer that you order your shirts on and shit in the store you just you're trying just to log out it. of all of that. So can...
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just I don't even come in and be like, hey, can I use the computer and they're like, "Yeah, sure, man." And then they look over like 3 minutes later and everything's been closed out and I'm trying to put in my uh my <laughs> <laughs> honor club password. password, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, so you're not
0: afraid to confront most wrestlers, you would say that, right?
1: I wouldn't say that I'm not afraid to confront most wrestlers. I, I'm saying there's definitely two or three that are big fuck nose. Well, Les- Lesnar being one of them for real and punk being one for real. Um, I'm go sure ahead and say Bob Holly,
0: go ahead and say it.
1: Yeah, definitely Bob. Oh, I, but I don't even know if I want to. So it's not like I'm missing out.
0: So it's not like you're afraid. It's just a lack of interest. Yeah. No, it is also fear, but okay. So we're going to be sitting front row at ring of honor, Uh, not Super Card of Honor, Ring of Honor War of the Worlds uh, with some of the New Japan guys there. And I was watching this Bound by Honor house show, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, from over the weekend. And the main event of night two, because it was a two-night stay in a building that just did not have very many people in it, is the Champions versus the Bullet Club. So it was the Briscoes, it was Silas Young and Dalton Castle versus Cody, Marty, and the Bucks. And the heel versions of the Briscoes are fucking terrifying. They look it. When those guys, like the guy behind me at Super Card of Honor that we, we discussed that I owed an apology to, I believe out loud when the Briscoes walked out, him say, he just says, Who the hell are these swamp monsters? <laughs> it's like, All right. That's- that's a fair question. That's, I was like, that's, that's a reasonable thing you've said. Uh, but <laughs> when they came out as heels, they are screaming at everybody. And you can definitely attract some attention from the Briscoes. Is that something you're brave enough to do? Me? You, yeah, are you brave enough to get the attention of these chicken
1: farmers? Uh, yeah. Look, I'm going to say something, and you're not. I, I promise you, you're not going to believe me when I say it. But I'm going to say it anyway, because uh, just being honest, I've gotten to a point in my life where there's, like I said, there's only a few wrestlers I'm afraid of because I think they could actually do serious harm. Um, Unless I cross a line, unless I'm throwing garbage at somebody, unless I'm touching them uh, or fucking around with their stuff, the worst they can do is knock me the fuck out, right? I mean, they could kill you. But they're not. But they're not
0: going to kill me. Nick Gage at that show said, "Jump this ring, the the barricade. I will fucking kill you. I'm fucking gang related." And we're gonna be seeing Nick Gage the night before we see the Briscoes. So there's so many people for you to you know put up or shut up
1: with. But is if I mean here's the thing, if he threatens to kill me, I'm not gonna jump the thing. I'm not gonna jump the barrier. Does that mean that you think you can't kill him first? I haven't, I mean, I haven't laid eyes on this
0: man, but well, when you see him, I promise you you're, he's going to fall onto the list where you're like, he's just too authentic. You're well, like, sure.
1: I f- fine. Fucking throw him on the list of people I don't want to meet. But the point is most, <laughs> <laughs> most of these guys, like if, if I get to have it, okay. This goes back to our discussion we had about getting chopped by Ric Flair. Like as much as it's going to fucking hurt, it's still kind of cool. Right. What am I going to fucking do? Or chop from I... Ric Flair right now. If he chopped
0: me in the chest, his arm would bend exactly like Woody's in Toy Story, just the opposite <laughs> direction and just be limp. But the thing is, you know what? I would fucking
1: sell for him as he stood there with his broke limp arm. How many times have you been to a wrestling show, Garrett? How many times have you been to a wrestling show and thought, oh, the wrestler might actually like, hit me for something that I say?
0: I mean, I've called Roderick Strong a piece of shit to his face many, many times. I've said some mean things to him. He never hit me. So I think uh, if, if he's willing to not, from what I yelled at him, we're all squared. I think we're going to be good. But you think if I chant of Day at the Briscoe Brothers, I'm asking for it? I think they're not going to give a shit. But I think if, when Silas Young's walking by you, you just shout like, How old are you? What is your age? I do not understand you as a character. Like, I, there's part of me that thinks that Silas Young, because I don't know his full backstory, might be kind of like DDP, where he's, he's a rookie, but he's like 50. He's, he's an advanced rookie. <laughs> an advanced age rookie. We yeah, find I, but out I, he was trained in the Heart Dungeon by Natalia.
1: Yeah, I, I, but here's the thing. I, I'm not worried about that. I don't go to wrestling shows thinking they're actually going to lay a hand on me.
0: Well, and I don't go there, you know, looking for it.
1: Who does? The, I, I've heard so many interviews with wrestlers where they say, as long as you're not throwing things at me, as long as you're not putting your hands on me, you can yell and shout and say whatever you want. I may push that to the fucking limit if I have a seat that close. It's been that. It's been a long time since I've sat that close to a ring uh, with the ability to influence how they feel during a match. <laughs> 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 I am going to influence how a few people feel. At this Ring of Honor show we're going to. And well, you, you, have know to what? I, to you know what I am genuinely afraid of
0: now? So if you listened last week, you heard I told the story about the MJF uh, and how he asked for $5 after I'd purchased a
1: t-shirt and asked for a picture. He won another $5. I gave him the five bucks. But- I alluded to this story kind of around our, our intro here. Yeah. And so- I have so many things to say about this. So oh, get go ahead. This. No, I mean, the floor is yours. I I have a follow up to whatever you're going to say.
0: Okay, well, I did ask around. I asked the question is this was this heel thing or was this kind of carny? Like, who was in the wrong? Was it me or him or is no one in the wrong? I got several people going back to me saying he was in the wrong. Really? Yeah. Who? Uh, Name names. I I mean, do I have to name Name names? Name drops. Okay, I'm sorry, I, my, my good buddy John. You don't have to actually and, and name MJF's going to be like, his fucking good buddy John says he's in the right. Well, <laughs> fuck good buddy John. Uh, MJF, if you are listening again. Uh, Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically we found out that MJF had listened because he commented on one of our tweets. Uh, do you have the, the tweet? Can you pull it up? I, I can pull it up. Give me a minute, but keep going. So he basically uh he just left a, a comment asking if uh I after we were done tweeting that if I started crying because he had stolen my last $5 and then called me a stupid white trash uh human garbage
1: I believe. Yeah, but here's the, here's what I thought was interesting about um what he he didn't he didn't address the episode. That's what I thought was interesting about it. It wasn't like the link to our episode that we posted on Twitter. He he didn't he didn't like listen to the episode and then address that. Um, he he addressed a separate tweet that had nothing to do with our episode. And his exact words, I I had tweeted out something generic. I had said pro wrestling can be so much fun. Retweet if you agree. And the MJF responded, Hey, after you wrote this tweet, did you start sobbing because I took the last five dollars to your name? You stupid white trash poor piece of human garbage. <laughs> And what I, oh, I, I was him. once I, cause I woke up to this on Saturday morning with you informing me of, of his response. I wanted to tweet back at him so bad. And I think you owned him with your response and your response was, can you at least confirm that my $5 didn't help fund the purchase of another knockoff Burberry scarf? I've been having trouble sleeping knowing I put more of those in the world. And I, th- you got 10 likes on that. Not that we're sitting here trying to brag about how much <laughs> <laughs> love we're, we're <laughs> going to compare like right. eight, eight likes to seven likes. You know? But here's where it's funny. Look who got more. Look who's fucking right. But, but here's what's funny. So his tweet at us got six likes and three of those were from you, me, and our Twitter account that we have for this podcast. Half of them are from us. The other three are from people that we know. Our tweet responding to him got 10 likes. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, part of me thinks he, you legitimately pissed him off. I and I want to talk about that. Because all I, I was worried about was, well, did he hear all the nice shit I said? <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm wondering is because he must have, you would think he would sit through the whole episode at that point, right? He went out of his way. That's kind of what I I was getting at when I said he didn't respond to our episode post. He went out of our way to watch our Twitter page for an opportunity to address us. And he took that opportunity. And you're saying I cut a better Twitter promo. I'm saying you absolutely cut a better Twitter promo. I think you could have done better. Just saying. I think you could have buried him. But upon looking I don't think I could have. I, I don't, think, I you
0: think you're, uh, you're being too nice with my abilities to respond to a guy who I was genuinely afraid of what he was going to say to me for a response.
1: I know. You, you, you locked up a little bit. It took you a little bit to come up with a response. Um, but there was so much I wanted to say. I hope, I hope to fuck he listens to this episode and we have a, a little feud going on because that would be great for our shitty little podcast. Well, let um, me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. So next Sunday,
0: MJF is going to be at Glory Pro in St. Louis. And I know we have listeners. I know we have listeners. And I don't know where this is going. I don't know what I'm gonna tell you to say to him, but maybe just come up for it. Come up with it for me and just do it.
1: You tell you tell the MJF that the the guys that predetermined a pro wrestling hangout want their five fucking dollars back. And That's what this is all about. This is truly a <laughs> feud over five dollars, <laughs> and that we're gonna. And if he doesn't hand it over, we're gonna take it back. Well, um,
0: you know that he is in Chicago next weekend, and I, I think do. everybody listening, if you can, would they would love you to go there and see. Uh, he's taking on Ace Romero. Uh, if you recall, we talked about him from AAW. AC
1: baby, a uh, very large man, and a dog collar match. Here's the thing, Garrett. They're not in Chicago. They're in LaSalle. It's like an an hour and a half away. There's a chance I might be going home this weekend. And the other thing going on is my girlfriend's daughter has her birthday this weekend. So it's not just about my birthday. It's about the birthday of a little girl. And And you know what you do for that child? You take take that child
0: to LaSalle, Illinois. So that she can go say something really mean to MJF and
1: see what he says. When it comes out of a child, we've got them everywhere, MJF. They're coming for you. I just, I, but going back to, I think you, you could have been meaner, just for the record. Because if the MJF is the internet troll that he, that he puts himself off to be, he had an awful lot of typos and lack of punctuation and, and whatnot in his tweet. So, you didn't take that shot. I would have taken that shot. You had the opportunity to do it. I was waiting on it. was, I I felt like he was addressing you and your $5 robbery. Um, and I gave you the opportunity to respond. I was itching. I was itching to respond, but I gave that, that, that opportunity to you and you did well. I'm not here to say that you, you did poorly. I was going to be a harsh critic and you came up with a great response. Now go get your $5 back, buddy. You know what, MJF, I'm coming for you, man. Next time I see you, me, you, $5 in my hand. $5 hanging above the ring. We're going to climb a ladder, or if it's, if we're at Basement <laughs> East at the next Southern Underground Pro Show, we can just fucking jump and grab it off the ceiling. I think you could take him. Do you not believe that? No. <laughs> but you, can I tell you the
0: funniest thing about all of this is Do you ever just stop and think about the ages of these wrestlers? Sometimes. So do you realize like when I'm like, that guy got my five bucks, I'm like 10 years older than him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you're an old man complaining that he lost some money. Yeah,
0: like I'm nine years older than this guy. He's fucking 22 years old. And I'm just like, that fucking kid on his summer break got my
1: goddamn money. The early bird special used to be 50 cents cheaper. So yeah, fuck me for being an old man on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but here's the funny thing. I, I, so in all of this, I don't know who's necessarily in the wrong. You said you had people tell you that you were in the right, and he. Well, was obviously in the wrong. that's because that's what I want to hear. Clearly. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe he's legit mad, and I wondered this. Maybe he's legit mad because on our podcast, which has thousands and thousands of subscribers, and and. <laughs> and hundreds of thousands to the millions millions of downloads every week all these people he they they heard us talk about how he earns his money in a in an intimate way and maybe he didn't like us discussing that on our uh, wonderful podcast so maybe he was a little bit like well fuck those guys you guys want to talk about how i called
0: it shitty you've said that we've had millions of listeners you've said that we're wonderful what do you
1: actually think of this derek what I are we, we pre- doing? Does is what does does what we do matter? It does matter. We have a pretty good little podcast. And if you want to make it even better, what you should do is you should give us a rate a rating, a review, and a subscription. And also, if you have some time, hit us up on that social media. I'm plugging this stuff in the middle of the episode. Like yeah, a, jokes like, on like you, a, you're
0: like 25 minutes in. You're like, I fucking got <laughs> past them. They're not gonna do the rate Woo! review subscribe thing. Suck it. You got yeah. it. Rate review subscribe. We actually got a couple of uh uh, we got a few reviews this week. I'll read a couple of them.
1: Is it because we offered to suck dicks or something? Oh, Is that- I mean, it was a vague sexual offer. It was never really uh, specified. You have to hold up that end of the bargain, buddy. I also
0: said, leave a nice nice review, and then under it, tell me what I have to do to you. Yeah. Uh, no one told me what I have to do to them. So these are just these are reviews out of the kindness of people's heart. Uh, somebody named Mortar Round. Like that name. It's really scary. it's you know what mortar round is still a better wrestling name than punishment martinez
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's true
0: (laughs) like coming to the ring fucking mortar round versus punishment martinez who i really like by the way i i I feel like i need to say that (laughs) i was
1: gonna say this podcast is just gonna go on a string of pissing people off it's gonna be cm punk punishment martinez and the mjf Against us and a tag partner of our choosing, which inevitably will be Bob Holly. Fuck. I feel
0: like that's what, uh, like, when I find out I'm going to get chopped by Bob Holly, I'm going to have the same reaction Roman Reigns had this weekend to three different people coming out to want to kick his ass <laughs> on Raw. Like, every time somebody new came out, he just had, like, a... <sighs> it's a real
1: macho man finding out he's got to fight Andre the Giant this week. <laughs> like, oh, you know that when Bob Holly's music hits and I'm standing beside you, I'm just going to powder out. I, I'm like, all right, Derek, we got this. I look, you're gone. I'm getting chopped. <laughs> Fuck it.
0: But uh, Mortar Round, the uh, their review, the title, Garrett is a babe. Mortar Round, I love you. I don't know if you're a man, a woman. Maybe you're a bear. I feel like you might be a bear.
1: I'm, I'm into that. Let's, if you're a bear, I want those bear reviews. Uh, what does that it even mean? It might not mean? even be a human being. It could be an animal. An it actual be, animal. It's a bear. It could be a paranormal entity. But uh, they they said that uh, this is one of the better podcasts
0: for wrestling. They didn't say the best. We're not claiming to be the best, but you know what? One of the better podcasts. Pretty good. That's a hell of a compliment. They said that we know how to produce and speak. And you know what? He's fucking right. I've We haven't stopped talking <laughs> since this started. <laughs> We know how to produce and how to speak. They said that we make it entertaining and informative. We also got one from uh, that one, Guy Again one the best wrestling podcast on iTunes. Listen, these are both five stars. Someone thinks we're adequate. Someone thinks we're the best. We are somewhere between adequate and the best, and that is not fucking bad. Not at all. Said, that's, this that's... is uh, my go-to pro wrestling podcast. Subbed immediately once I found this. Obviously, you're here. Sub as well. Review. Subscribe. I'll read this and I'll tell you if your name is better or not better than Punishment Martinez's name.
1: Twitter and Facebook. At WrestleHangout. Get on that shit. We do polls. We love hearing from you guys with ideas. Uh, We interact with you fuckers. So, yeah. That was not nice to say. I will never call I you a disagree. You guys you guys are totally my fuckers. So <laughs> that's that's the name of uh, that's what you call <laughs> listeners of the show. Hey
0: fuckers. Uh okay, uh, and uh Yeah. So let's get back into this. What were we talking about?
1: We <laughs> were talking about how you pissed off the MJF. Okay, yeah, we're done with that. You're gonna get your five dollars back. But yeah, those, that's, you know, apparently yeah. It's yeah. just gonna happen. So uh One of the things that we definitely need to get into, because I don't want to end the show on this note, because stuff's going on. Backlash uh, is this coming Sunday. They haven't really done any kind of what I would call a good build for this pay-per-view. And yet, I also don't feel like it fucking matters. It's a show on the network on Sunday. And um, with that ahead of us, let's go back to this past Friday and let's talk about the Greatest Royal Rumble. So, I'm not going to fucking waste another breath putting in a bunch of other names for this Royal Rumble. Because it ended up being kind of what we all
0: speculated it was going to be, but hoped it wasn't. It wasn't bad. No, like, fine. It was fine. I mean, did you I, they, I, I, be honest. Okay, did you get to watch any of it live?
1: Yes. Okay, wasn't it kind of fun watching a pay-per-view in the middle of the day? It absolutely was. I, I could use some more of that. People may not know this about me. I'm a big fan of baseball. There are two completely different atmospheres from going to a day baseball game and a night baseball game. One, sun. Two, no sun. Well, no, nah, but obviously, <laughs> jackass. But like, there's just a completely different feel because I think part of the experience is when you leave. I think like like when you go see a, a matinee in the theater and you come outside and there's still some daylight left. It, it's part of the experience, whether or not you realize it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool to watch a pay-per-view wrap up with, with sunlight still out. And uh, I still had part of my day left. Um, I, I think you and I were both thinking that they were going to use this as like a really crazy opportunity to do a bunch of title changes and do some stuff that they didn't do at WrestleMania. And that ended up not being the case. It was still fun for some of the matches. The crowd was really, really hot. Some of the other matches, it didn't seem like they even knew, knew who was fucking involved. But also, um, they had to watch
0: a 50-man Royal Rumble. And I think what we learned from that is 50 is too many men for a Royal Rumble when you're just kind of dumping out, like, when you're spending 20 guys throwing the, uh, the lower card out there.
1: I, I, I actually enjoyed the Rumble. Um, I don't know if the live crowd did. I don't know. To me, the fact that there wasn't much of a reward other than whatever the green belt and the trophy ended up being, like it's already kind of gone, isn't it? Did like, like, Braun
0: Braun never held? They I know they posted a picture of him holding it up as you know part of Monday
1: Night Raw, but it's not like he's carrying that thing around. Well, it was at ringside on Raw, so I mean, like they are promoting it still. But how much? I mean, how much longer are they going to actually do that? Like, like you said, the show ended up just being like like a lot of people predicted. It was a glorified house show. They really didn't do anything with it. What did they? And, and our, our projections immediately after we recorded our podcast last week for how much money they were getting, we were way off. They got like a hundred million dollars more than we had initially said on the podcast. Also, we're not
0: insiders. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying. Like, no, what, I don't fucking know. I'm just re- I'm telling you shit I read. I think one of the things that I I'm out loud stating part of my mission statement from doing this podcast. I would like to bridge the gap between fan and wrestler. And maybe that's one of the reasons I've embraced words like Mark is because I think that anyone, I think most people who get into pro wrestling um, are either fans or people who get into pro wrestling and then they become fans of it. So I think everyone involved is a little bit of a Mark, right?
0: See, except Brock Lesnar.
1: They were they're in Montreal, man. It's we, we. No, but we. yeah, everybody but Lesnar, <laughs>
0: and maybe Randy Orton. But I think there was a time <laughs> Randy Orton was a mark. I think now he's not.
1: But I'm just, I'm just saying that we're not pretending to be experts. I don't think there's anything wrong with not being an expert and talking about pro wrestling. If, if we which were doing a podcast, that
0: Vince Russo's okay with this.
1: Vince Russo can suck my dick. Hey, don't say that about Vince Russo. No, he said that if Vince you're not Russo. pretending to
0: be an expert, that he's fine with it. Uh, no, I was like, I, he's like, bro, 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 I got fuck a fucking baseball podcast, but you know, I don't play baseball, but I'm just a fan, so it's okay, but I'm not pretending
1: to be some fucking baseball expert, bro. Vince Russo <laughs> has a lot of years in the pro wrestling business. He can call himself an expert, and I know he's got his feud with Jim Cornette. I didn't intend on going down this path. I will say that a couple weeks ago, I watched some shoot interviews with Vince Russo that Once again, warped and changed how I felt about him and fuck Vince Russo. I think he has some, (laughs) obviously, I think some of his perspectives on the industry are out of date and I think he's just fucking wrong. Um, I think he still operates under the notion that wrestling is trying to trick people into thinking that it's real. And I think that's bullshit. Sorry, is this way too sincere for you right now?
0: <laughs> I'm just Sorry. listening, man. It's your birthday. I got to let you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want me to cut a promo on Vince Russo? I'm not going to no, step
0: d- in and be like, hey, watch your no, mouth about d- Vince Russo.
1: I'm, I guess going back to what I was saying, is just, I, I think that one of the things that we should gravitate towards is this idea that y- the wrestlers are out doing their work, and we are not wrestlers. We are not professionals. We're not Dave Meltzer. We don't have inside information. But if we were doing a podcast about Game of Thrones and we watch Game of Thrones, we analyze that nobody would say shit. But there is this weird like thing in pro wrestling where it's like if you're not an insider, if you don't actually if you're not a pro wrestler, everyone looks at you and go, well, why do you have an opinion on it? Why like like why the fuck are you wasting your breath commenting on pro wrestling? I'm like, dude, because it's fucking awesome. And I've watched a ton of it and I've invested money in it and I after watching it for you know what 20 plus years or whatever like I feel like I have a grasp on what what is good and what is bad I don't think I have to be Dave Meltzer to fucking sit there and say something isn't working I know that what you're
0: asking for right now is an apology from Dave Meltzer
1: I'm not asking for an apology from anybody other than what Uncle Dave do to you you... (laughs) no I don't have a problem with Dave I have a problem with Vince (laughs) Russo I have a problem with the MJF not giving you your $5 back because he's a fucking bully. Well,
0: he he hasn't been asked for it back. Like, I gave him the $5. I didn't have to give it to him.
1: Well, I'm speaking up for you. Give him his fucking $5 back. But you know what I am saying?
0: I'm coming back for my $5. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, whoever wants to get that back for me. I know, you know, AAW, Glory Pro. You know what? Maybe I get fucking $10 back because he gets shook down twice. I don't know. We got off track.
1: Tell Don't me about shake your... down
0: MJF. I'm just fucking joking.
1: <laughs> You're going to inspire some crazy person to go after your five bucks. We're just going to get a bloody $5 bill in the mail. Um, That got no. I, yeah. Uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. What did you think? Like, uh, I mean, I loved
0: that. I didn't work for six hours <laughs> while I watched but, but, TV on my phone.
1: But could you stand for more of these? more just like one-off
0: like fun little side pay-per-views like the beast from the east pay-per-view yeah i see like that was another fun one and because uh me and my buddy stay i don't remember what time that one came on to come on at like 3 a.m or something
1: yeah it was middle of the night i didn't watch that one
0: i watched that one live we actually treated it like a normal pay-per-view because i think that was my day off work and we just stayed up and watched the whole thing and drank and you know just enjoyed it like a regular pay-per-view and uh, you know, wasn't the best, but he, Lesnar threw a uh, Kofi on his head a whole bunch, and I could deal with that. I guess I'm talking about beasts from the east now. Let's talk about GRR, GRR.
1: Grr. So if it's a glorified house show, if if WWE, again, this gets into a really interesting debate. If WWE was willing to charge you an extra two or three dollars a month for the network, if they like a like a basically like a WWE network premium, and you got live access. To their house shows. Like, they had a house show camera. And anytime you wanted to, you could tune into, like, a live event. Would you do that?
0: I don't know if I would do it with WWE as much. I mean, I'm basically doing that right now with Ring of Honor. Uh, As far as, like, just something that would tune into their house shows, I think that should just be part of their network. I think if they televised a house show once in a while, or just even had tapes from house shows that they were showing us, I would be into checking those out. Once in a while, but as far as having to pay extra, like a premium to see them, I don't, I don't think that's something I would be willing to give them money for right now.
1: I just think it's like, well, I had, we had a bar here or a bar slash restaurant here in Chicago called the squared circle. It was run by a woman named Lisa. Uh, you may know her as Victoria from WWE. Um, and uh, they closed down uh, this past, uh, I want to say end of the summer. Um, well, it's probably it's because of
0: that Smores calzone we had. <laughs> I mean, I gotta yeah. talk about this thing, so this we can't talk don't, about a wrestler. don't shit.
1: don't shit talk the dead man. <laughs>
0: hey, you know fine <laughs> no i'm not you're not gonna stop me from talking about this, so we ordered a dessert calzone, and I believed like you know what, okay, it's a smore it's gonna be smore's inside of a you know like a crust but that's going to be like a calzone. It wasn't. And you know what the, the marshmallow was? Fucking cheese. It was just cheese and chocolate stuffed inside of a fucking calzone. And I feel like that shouldn't be legal.
1: I don't think it was just straight cheese. There was something like it was cheese, but it was, it was like a, like a dessert cheese. You can do a lot of different things with cheese, man. I don't know if you realize that. This is a weird place for the podcast to go. The point I was making was I had had the idea a few months back. The WWE, you know how they used to have WWF New York, uh, the restaurant in New York York City? If they really wanted to expand to another level, they should totally try to take a Buffalo Wild Wings route, which we're coming back to Buffalo Wild Wings, and they should try to, in at least four or five or six major cities, have a WWE restaurant, and you can have special appearances, you can have events for pay-per-views, you can watch Raw and SmackDown there. And that one of the features of going to the restaurant was that if you go in, um, you can go watch live feeds from the house shows. And I thought that would be a cool thing to do so that there was constantly live WWE wrestling coming in on the weekends. I know they don't really run house shows during the week. Um, but obviously you have Raw, SmackDown, and NXT on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So really the only days you would have off were Thursday. This is this is a weird tangent I'm going on, but the, the point I'm making is I think there are people who would like to watch some of the stuff going on in house shows. And here's what's interesting about that. The house show scene kind of breaks kayfabe, doesn't it? Like, it, it like stuff that happens at house shows completely contradicts stuff that happens on, like, Raw and SmackDown.
0: Yeah, unless it's something major like a title changing, which is incredibly rare. Uh, yeah, no, those, I feel like what happens at a house
1: show didn't really happen. But yet, we everyone knows that they're happening. Like, even fucking, like, 10-year-olds know about house shows. Well,
0: it's the, the they, show's for the 10-year-olds.
1: Well, right, but what I'm saying is a 10-year-old shows up to a house show, and, they, and, like, they'll see the WWE Championship get defended, and then they'll tune into SmackDown the next week, and they'll be like, you haven't defended that title in whatever a month, and the kid goes, hey, I just saw that last week. Well, I'm going like, to tell
0: you my main issue right now with your restaurant idea is oh, that I'm great. afraid I'm going to show up, and I'm gonna see like the menu personally selected by Jerry the King Lawler, <laughs> and who is basically you know as if go back a couple episodes, listen to uh, the Jerry Lawler's favorite tendies, and you can hear all about his restaurant. But he's basically uh, the guy fieri of wrestling cuisine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what your main concern is that Jerry Lawler is gonna get to pick the menu.
0: I don't like him knowing that food could be involved with something that, you you know, I just, I don't like it. I don't like him thinking that maybe, just maybe, he can get his favorite tendies on that menu.
1: I think my restaurant's a good idea. Just keep Jerry Lawler away from the food. And now I want to cut of the profits when they decide to cash in on my idea. So fuck you. So going back to the Greatest Royal Rumble. I I just, there was stuff there that I liked. There was like, I actually thought that the Styles Nakamura match was doing way better than their WrestleMania match. Yeah. Then Uh, he hit him in the dick again. King of the dick shot. Yeah. Um, New music too. Have we talked about that? For Nakamura? Yeah. They remixed his music. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to listen to that again. Actually, did they debut it there or did they change it somewhere else?
1: I think they debuted it on Smackdown, but maybe I'm wrong. Because I I pretty much. I think they broke it out on Smackdown.
0: Because I was watching it at work, but I was trying to be, you know, at least a little discreet about it so I didn't have the sound going.
1: (laughs) You didn't have the bass up or anything. Though
0: there was a certain point when somebody walked by and said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm watching a pay-per-view. It's out of Saudi Arabia. And I was like, oh, cool, technology. They're like, all right, do what you got to do. It's a Friday. Yeah, got to get through. I, I, uh, no, I think that was fine. Uh, and then we got to the Roman match, which I think caught
1: us all off guard. I, we all thought he was going to win, right? I thought he was going to win, but I had earlier in the day said, watch, Reigns is going to spear Lesnar through the cage and Lesnar's going to retain. That's, that ended up being what happened. I mean, fuck, man. I, I don't know what to think anymore. It, it it does. This is what we were getting when we. Were, this is what we were getting at when we were talking about the Melter stuff. Is that we're not insiders. We don't know what's going to happen, and it feels like WWE has been extra trolly lately. Is that fair to say? Supposedly they had leaked uh, promotional material showing Roman Reigns as the Universal Champion. So they're getting clever, like they're they're getting really clever in doing everything they can to leak false information to get people to think that something's coming, and then it's just not there. Reigns spears Lesnar
0: out of the cage. Lesnar hits the ground first, but he hits the cage. Roman's feet actually hit the floor first, which, to me, there was no way to actually choreograph that. That seems like just a fuck-up.
1: Technically, Roman Reigns' feet were on the uh, the apron. But WWE showed actually... a picture where his feet are both clearly on the ground. Like, Oh, they may have, but I saw some shit circulating last night suggesting that technically... Roman Reigns' feet were on the, uh, the apron that hangs around the ring and not the floor.
0: We are just getting worked by everybody left and we right. We are.
1: This is all bullshit. It doesn't fucking matter. Roman Reigns is not the universal champion. Who's taking the universal title off
0: Lesnar now? it got to be Braun Strowman at, like, SummerSlam.
1: But you I say think... that,
0: and it's going to be something way different. Yeah. You know what I might I mean, I... get? Will Finn what? Balor reclaim his title that he never you, truly lost you, at SummerSlam You Slam can against still Brock get Lesnar. your match. You can still get your match. Uh, and I just got my plane tickets to New York. This I saw week. that. Very Are you excited. excited about it? Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, now I just need him to put those takeover tickets on sale which I feel like we have not been doing a great job of covering NXT which we has haven't. been incredible. Because we record this typically on Tuesdays, so by the time we get to the next one, we're like a week behind on being able to <laughs> talk about it. NXT is
1: old news at that point. Um, I guess just to cover that really quick, I'm a huge fan of Undisputed Era uh, and everyone in it. We finally get um, Roderick Strong as a heel,
0: the, exactly what he should be. Yeah. Um, and the other day, uh, Candice had uh, her first match against Zelina Vega it wasn't oh, nice it wasn't like the best match ever or anything but you know it was awesome to see her on and uh, johnny gargano was out there and uh i believe she fights oh my god this is like a dream match for me uh next week or i guess <laughs> it, it's already happened let's it, you know we're recording this on tuesday uh so it happens on wednesday you're listening to this on Derek's birthday thursday but she's going to be fighting bianca belair <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you were uh, you were creaming in your jeans about that on social media. Oh, I can't wait. That's that's such a fun match.
0: Those to me, those two are like the future of women's wrestling.
1: Well, speaking of women's wrestling, coming out of this Saudi Arabia Greatest Royal Rumble show, I think this is a nice segue. Um, I guess there was some controversy because they went out of their way to not have the women at this show because of cultural differences in Saudi Arabia, uh, but I guess they aired a um, a promotional ad that featured Carmella and I guess the crowd responded to it. And then I guess like the people running the show had to end up making a public apology. There was a big scene about that. And I don't know, man, like it's, it's, I'm so, I I have to explain this sometimes, sometimes when I'm talking wrestling with my girlfriend, I was like, when, when I was growing up watching wrestling in the attitude era, uh, women's wrestling was not, taken seriously at all. It was not something that you would want your daughter to emulate or aspire to. Um, maybe being a WWE superstar, sure. Um, but it was, I mean, I, I'm I'm stating that's something that everybody knows. They've come so far. It was such a shame to see them get left off that show. Obviously, it happened for money. Uh, I still think it's bullshit. But and I just think we, we should go for a minute and talk about the women's revolution and talking about like well, I guess some of that started with Paige. I was so happy when they got rid of that fucking diva's belt and they just called it a women's championship again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I was paying attention. I don't know why. Like I just I froze. Uh, no, I think uh, this also like this whole topic of the women's revolution. Uh, could also fall into, you know, at the end of every episode, we we do the thing where we say uh, we say something nice. I think this is maybe something where the biggest like overall say something nice could be about, and that is just the WWE. Uh, maybe they did a shitty thing by not letting the women participate in this event. But I will say, if you watch a lot of wrestling, I think right now WWE the one thing they're doing just so right is women's wrestling. They have all the best women. They put on the best matches. Uh, They, like, every week, like, they are who I'm looking forward to when they're coming out. On both shows? On both shows. I think they've got, I mean, you know, obviously there's some you're going to like better than others, but even just this giant roster they are starting to pull up on NXT, they kind of have everybody right now. And when you compare, like, you know, the wrestling and Ring of Honor to WWE, usually, like, I feel like in ring work wise, Ring of Honor is usually just a a little bit, maybe even a lot better, depending on who you're watching. But I feel like they do, they're very much lacking a solid women's roster. Uh, I didn't even bring up the title match from Super Card of Honor when we were discussing that whole WrestleMania weekend because it was kind of a sloppy match and the finish ended on a botch for the first ever women's title in Ring of Honor. that sucks. Yeah, it just wasn't very good. And I mean, they've got a couple ladies that are, pretty good but everybody over at wwe right now i feel like they're just firing all on all cylinders and i'm just i'm always excited to tune in and see what they're doing
1: so let me i want to ask you a couple questions um since this is a part of the wwe that like you're super excited about every week um do you feel like that the women's revolution how do i want to word this do you feel like it's sincere do you think that if it wasn't a big moneymaker that they would be doing this. I don't even want to say a big moneymaker, but do you, do you feel like that they're pursuing this because they feel it's the right thing to do or because they see an opportunity to make money? I think that
0: there's probably a little of both, right? Like, I, mean, bet- I would like
1: to, I would like to think so, but uh, based on what happened this last Friday, I mean, like they, they are definitely willing to compromise uh, what they may believe for money. But is that uh, Vince
0: doing it? Like the, once again, this comes down to like we don't know who to blame because we don't fucking work there. But it seems like you know Triple H is a big, is very much responsible for this happening. But he also isn't in charge of the WWE,
1: right? So I, I had said this earlier today. I, I just don't like. I, I mean, I guess I'm not here. I'm not like condemning them. I guess I think a fair question to ask is, do you really think that Vince? had his mind changed at his age um, about women's wrestling and its place on a card? Or do you think that like just triple H was able to convince him that it's worth investing in and you can actually make money off of it? I think Um, that
0: he probably saw with Ronda Rousey, not like her joining WWE, but you know, around the time of Rousey, like in how well her pay-per-views were selling. I think he had to have seen you know, like there's there's money to be made here. Uh people take female athletes seriously right now, or you know, as they should have already. But I, I don't know. I think he looks at it as something he's like, oh, okay, I can make money off of this. And I would like to think that when he watches like, you know, Sasha Banks and Charlotte in a hell in a cell match, he's like, Holy shit, that was really good you like to think his mind is getting changed i would i mean he has to see the reaction they're getting out there and see like when they get put in important spots on a card they can always crush it like All I right. mean, like almost 100% of the time
1: so well, i he, mean they proved that at wrestlemania too so exactly
0: they were stuck like in the middle of a of that show and uh, that charlotte match easily the best show of the The whole, or you know, the easily the best match of that show, and Rousey had easily the most exciting match of that show. And I guess my other question to
1: you would be, we I think we talked about this maybe last week. um, Do you could you at some point see the women getting their own show, kind of the way the cruiserweights have two o five live? Do you think that the women deserve to have like like their own full hour dedicated to them and their own storylines?
0: I mean, I would be all for that, but I would be afraid that it would get treated like another b show when i what i would really be wanting to see is you know maybe women's tag titles maybe see a couple different belts because they are starting to have just as stacked of a roster as the men there's so much they could be doing right now and there's still so many people that i'm sure they're training and other
1: female wrestlers that they could eventually you know acquire i, th- I think that's the thing that worries me is i i think the men have made some room for the women on the main shows, obviously, because they're, they're going with it. But as the roster gets bigger and bigger and bigger, they're going to need more time for those women. And it's not like USA is going to make Raw four hours and SmackDown three hours. Um, they're going to have to find some time to give the women like, more time to shine, if I can rhyme a little bit. Um, I would be so okay I- if
0: they gave the women a pay-per-view.
1: Well, yeah, we t- that's what I was going to say. We talked about that. I totally think they can get away with that. I, I th- do you think
0: that that would sell out? Do you think they could sell out an arena with just the women?
1: That's the uncomfortable question that I want to ask. Is that as, as much as we're sitting here talking about how great it is, do you think that by itself it's a draw?
0: I think if, I mean, it would be like any pay-per-view. Because, like, I mean, if you look back at the, uh, when Jinder Mahal was champ, Those pay-per-views weren't selling out.
1: They weren't selling out, but I mean, how many of those people would fall into your category of people who are saying that we are here specifically just for the women we could not give a shit about the rest of the show? Like when they were doing, did they end up doing that 205 live tour?
0: No, that got canceled. Right. But that was also in the middle of like Enzo was supposed to be the big draw and then that Enzo shit happened. But I also think ticket sales were probably pretty bad.
1: Right. And I guess that's my question: Is that like they were even trying to pair the Hardy Wyatt feud with the two hundred five live tour to give it an, an extra incentive to go see those shows? Um, so I don't know. I think people. I, I think if people were being honest, there's there's probably a little bit of fear there that they're afraid that if they try to do something like that, if it doesn't get the immediate if they can't sell out an arena for a women's show, does it look bad on them?
0: But, okay, so, like, UFC was able to sell out shows with, you know, obviously Ronda Rousey headlining. So if you do a show that's, say, Ronda versus Charlotte, and then also on that card you have, like, Bailey versus Sasha. Like, you just have sure. the stack card of, like, holy shit, these are going to be, I mean, stellar matches. Then do you think you could sell it out then? If you're just, like, if you really do a good job building stories but also just have these giant matches.
1: My gut says no.
0: You think even with Rousey?
1: I, I think even with Rousey. Here's what I will say. My gut says no. I would still like to see them try. I would like them to do it. Because I would like to see it. I'm just skeptical about a bunch of... like I, I don't know. We, th- this is actually an interesting question to ask because it's something that hasn't been done. I mean, I guess if you go back to the early, what, glow? <laughs> uh when a whole show is dedicated to women's wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, Um,
0: now there's still like, I know in Japan they have, you know, all women's promotions and here we have uh, shimmer, you know, there's, there are all women's promotions. They're just not hugely, you know, famous.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that like, I, it's something that I would like to see them try. Um, and I would, I guess we would get our answer and that would kind of lead them to decide whether or not they think they could do a, a regular show on it. Yet, they did the Cruiserweight Classic, and that was enough basis for them to be like, oh, we're giving a weekly show to the Cruiserweights. I feel like they
0: also gave us a really cool tournament. WWE's been really good at tournaments. And then not following up with how cool it could be afterwards. Yeah. Like, the UK tournament was awesome, but we still only get Pete done once in a while. Uh, The women's tournament, fucking awesome. The Cruiserweight tournament, awesome. Okay, actually, just speaking of this... Because uh, we were talking about you know how the women's rosters becoming really stacked like the men's and they need a full show. Do you think there's anyone on the card right now that would benefit or could benefit from abandoning WWE altogether and trying to be like the main female on like a Ring of Honor?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um... Like, do
0: you think say like if Bailey got to a point where she's just going nowhere? Do you think she could go over and just headline every women's ring of honor event and, you know, kind of become Cody Rhodes?
1: I don't know. I don't know because I, how much of Bailey's appeal is in her, her gimmick? Um, and she, and it really comes down to when you leave WWE, a lot of times, unless you're, you were just running off of your name, um, you, when you lose your gimmick, you lose your identity. And, uh, when Cody went back out onto the independent scene, he just, I mean, he just embraced his family name and ran with that. And that was enough for him. Um, sitting here thinking about the roster shit. Um, I don't know. Do you think Naomi could?
0: She's super athletic, so I could see that. But I also don't know, like, the thing is with Ring of Honor is they would need so many good females to really build it up. Right. And do something with it. And... Damn. I mean, that, that is tough. I don't know. Like the one that WWE has not gotten yet is Tessa Blanchard, who I think is one of easily one of the best women's wrestlers right now. And I just saw that she uh, just signed on with impact, Hmm. which caught me off guard, especially because, you know, she's got the legacy name, uh, Blanchard's her dad. And, but she is also on all in. So I think she yeah. could easily build herself up as, you know, just this giant indie female or, you know, I think she could do that.
1: I think going back to once, like you said, giving WWE proper credit for their for their women's roster, they really invested the time and the training into like they I mean, they brought guys in specifically and they built their women's division up as, as a they in mass. They had a large group of women that they brought up. And they kind of eradicated the, what, we, what used to be the old Divas division. And Paige was sort of the transition from, I guess, Paige and AJ Lee a little bit. They kind of brought in the new women's revolution. And Nikki Bella and Brie Bella ended up surviving that a little bit. Um, and now we're just kind of in a whole different... It's a whole different ballgame now. And yeah, it's pretty awesome to see. Because I guess if you're if you're a parent and you have kids and they're watching... WWE which is that's been there you know That's a family friendly show and that's how they Advertise themselves there's something there for the Little girls to emulate and aspire to That's not raunchy It's not demeaning And I don't know it's something that you can actually Like I don't know what their motivations are for doing it But It's something for them and I'm Happy that they're doing it and I'm happy that it's Come this far Um, I would like to see them get A pay-per-view I don't know how well it will do, I would, and I think there's a potential there for them having a weekly show, almost out of necessity. I guess that's where I stand on that. I just don't think that USA is going to budge and give them more time, and I don't think that you can... Sub- I, I, it's going to be hard to warrant on some of those shows taking more time away from the men, because they're pressed as it is getting all their stuff in, because those rosters are still big.
0: But I also think that they aren't always doing as good of matches as the ladies and they're getting more time for all of it. So I feel like at a certain point, like these dudes need to get less time. Like if you, you know, step your shit up. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing with the pay-per-views. Like if you're not stepping up and getting to a point where you have a belt, which I know is not, it's easier said than done to get to a point where they want to put you in that picture. But they basically have cut the fat off of a pay-per-view.
1: The women may be having better matches than some of the men on there, but the question is, what demographic is watching the product now predominantly? I mean, they're they're definitely going to be getting more girls and more women watching WWE right now because of the Women's Revolution. But the question is, is if you're cutting up, like, how many people are going to be like, eh? Like, are you going to do an hour of SmackDown? Is the women an hour of the show as the men? Uh, I I think that would be.
0: I don't know. I think they should just go off what's actually the best storyline cuz now, you know, I feel like they're giving the women a lot of the la- that third hour of Raw just because that's, you know, I know they had them like head or what did they main event the other night with the, like a 10-woman tag?
1: Yeah, I was after the Superstar Shakeup. But that's also,
0: you know, typically the least viewed part of Raw.
1: Absolutely. There's a there's a really massive drop off on that third hour. Which that's a whole other discussion on, on its own is just is RAW too long, and like I had said after the shakeup was like fuck it almost seems like with everything that RAW gained is like and now I'm wondering if three hours is enough, like they're backing themselves into a corner, if they're not release I mean they're creating a lot of high quality talent in both the men's and women's divisions down in NXT, and every six months to a year they call up a portion of that talent, and some of that is arguably potentially main event talent at some point and the question is is there enough roster turnover these days and is there enough reason to cut people to create roster turnover to make space for these people i mean how many people down on nxt right now could you feasibly actually say belong on a main roster on usa network i mean there's a bunch of them there i mean
0: right now pretty much where nxt is right now it's crazy because it's just so many of the guys That I was watching at PWG. So kinda NXT is just kind of the for me at least like the PWG show. And but it's even
1: their homegrown talent is pretty fucking awesome. Well that's and we had talked about this a few episodes back on the podcast. It's almost getting to a point where they need to re need to rethink how they're doing the shows. And NXT needs to probably just be its own fucking brand. Instead of being viewed as a developmental show and developmental territory. Wednesday night should just be like, like it's a completely different style.
0: Well, it would be cause I mean, essentially they've become the competition for ring of honor or it's like their version of what ring of what they think ring of honor is. Right. And it, I mean, it is that, but also knowing like, I don't know, it can take the fun out of it sometimes knowing like, okay, this person is probably going to get called up soon. So they're not going to win this match. I don't, you know, not having that be such a, a certain thing would be fun. Yeah,
1: you know, they run into those issues on the main roster too, though. They book themselves into a corner. Like, for instance, you got Sunday, you got Rollins versus Miz. Do you really think Miz is taking the Intercontinental Title over to SmackDown?
0: God, I hope so.
1: <laughs> and so that there's like there's three men singles belts over on SmackDown. A tag <laughs> title belt. <laughs> well, you women's. know, as long
0: as the, must see, the most must-see champion in the history of the WWE has got his title, I'll be fine.
1: Oh, we didn't talk about this, and we do need to spend a minute talking about this from Greatest Royal Rumble. The finish to that four-way ladder match that Seth Rollins ended up winning. Holy shit, you just don't see that finish in a ladder match ever, where a guy just pounces, scampers up the ladder, and grabs the belt in like two seconds. Oh, for sure. And my that's
0: the honest. That's the main thing my wife hates about ladder matches, especially ones involving Dolph Ziggler, because
1: <laughs> he just <laughs> his exaggerated ladder climbing. He sells
0: up that every rung of that ladder, and she's like, "Just climb the fucking ladder and grab it, Jesus!" And Seth right. Rollins was like, blip, 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 got it done." And I,
1: you know what? That was a nice surprise. No, I think I think, and I and I texted you. I think we were messaging back and forth about this. You don't see that. I think it's refreshing to see once in a while. My girlfriend says the same thing about ladder matches. It drives it drives her nuts. And I have to remind people, it's fucking pro wrestling. They're selling that they're fucked up. And if you're fucked up, you're probably not going to climb a ladder perfectly. That's the excuse they're going to give you. Um, no, I thought that was a really cool spot. I thought it was a, appropriately done with him bouncing off the, the ropes to get up there. Finn looked legitimately like, oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, that was a great finish. I just wanted to, uh, that, that crossed my mind, but, uh,
0: I know we're, we're going over time here and we're going to have to, to kick off, uh, you know, get out of here pretty soon. But I do want to say before we go, uh, PWG crowned a new champion last weekend at one of their final yes. shows at the American Legion Hall. Yes. Uh, Keith Lee lost his title
1: to Walter,
0: who we've talked about a lot on this show. Uh, Keith Walt. Lee is the fucking man. He is so good, and he has to be headed to NXT. And why I think that, one, he just dropped the belt. Two, their next, uh, their next show, which is going to probably be the final show at the Legion Hall, is called Bask in His Glory. Which, Bask in My Glory, Keith Lee's catchphrase, they usually give some, you know, title it as something for a send-off if somebody's not coming back. And I think that's a pretty good sign that uh, Keith Lee's on his way
1: out. I think something cool that you could do right now. Um, I don't know if everyone listening realizes this, but you used to live in Burbank, California. Um, and you used to go to shows, the Legion hall. Would you just kind of tell me or tell, uh, tell our listeners kind of about your experiences there and what it was like to see PWG shows there. Oh, uh, PWG shows were
0: like, it was the best club you could ever be a part of. It was almost like you were part of a fight club, but, uh, and, Honestly, just going and being a part of the line was just as big of a part as the show. You're waiting in a fucking parking lot for hours. You're going and, like, just trashing a CVS bathroom with all these other wrestling nerds. Like, we're all just ruining it. Uh, you never know who's going to pop up in line. Like, is Joe Manganiello going to come park real shitty and then just walk out and leave his car like that? Yeah, sometimes he does. But uh, you get inside. It's just this tiny legion hall it's so fucking packed like it is a fire hazard if that place were on fire we're all done and it's worth it (laughs) it's worth it to be in that room (laughs) like i heard that it would get hot in there oh my god legion larry This guy's going to go down as a pro wrestling legend for just not turning the fucking air conditioning on in a place where we're all dying, where it's like, you know, you're in this place in September. It's over, it's like 108 degrees outside, plus all the body heat inside. You're just dying, trying to sweat, you know, drink as much water as you can, which I know everything I'm saying. Sound? you're like, this sounds like shit. It doesn't. It's like the thing that you got to put your body through to get the ultimate joy. (laughs)
1: I guess it's like a really good summer festival concert where you have to put up with the massive group of people and how hot it is, but the show is worth it. Oh, absolutely. I mean,
0: it's just ev- all the best wrestlers from around the world. And it's because of that promotion and them booking, you know, guys from Japan, guys from England, just like guys all over Europe. Like, and everybody I was watching is now on NXT. I mean, Tommy End, Chris Hero, uh, which Tommy End is Alistair Black, you know, Ricochet's there now. Just they fucking have everybody but these guys like really are the fucking best.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's kind of an end of an era then. So I'm sure you're, I'm sure you have some emotions and some feelings about that, that, that era coming to an end. Well,
0: I considered flying out to go to the final, uh, PWG show at the Legion hall, but then I saw the card and it's just so many new guys, like guys I've heard of, but not guys I would watch there. And I just don't know if it would be the same for me. So, I'm yeah, they don't if they have I the ability
1: just... to do like a reunion where they bring back all their greatest, you know, stars.
0: So, you definitely heard a, a ruckus over here. Uh, I just so you know, uh, update on the stray cat. Uh, oh, I do fuck. Lo- the stray cat just lives inside now. So, this stray cat is actually just my cat, and uh, but it still doesn't get along with my other cat, and they just knocked over a whole bunch of shit. So, that's what you just heard.
1: Is that their way of saying we need to wrap this thing up? I think
0: that's what they're saying. Uh, hey. This was so fun. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys, and Derek. Happy birthday! Thank you, buddy. Tell the people where they can find all our stuff. No, this is no saying something nice this week. You know what? I think the uh, the nice thing was about WWE and just that they're doing the women's division right.
1: Yeah. And that's how the show is ending. No, I was just saying, like, tell us what, tell them where to find <laughs> our shit. <laughs> oh. Um, if you want to hit us up on social media, we would strongly encourage that at wrestle hangout on Facebook at wrestle hangout on Twitter at predetermined podcast on Instagram. And again, we keep plugging it. We're going to keep plugging it. It's not stopping. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Give us a subscription. Um, we're loving seeing those reviews coming in. Uh, keep them coming. Love and also from you guys,
0: we have our first batch of hats coming in pretty soon. I know several of them are spoken for, but I, I got them in assorted colors. I'll take pictures throw them up on the Instagram, throw them up on Facebook. If you want one, let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out how much they are when, when they get here and everything.
1: Absolutely. I think, I think at some point we should do a giveaway for one of those hats. Absolutely. Uh, Do do a retweet contest or something. Or fucking rate, review, subscribe
0: contest. Uh, (laughs) well, we can throw people who've already done it in, uh, what else? Oh, you know what? Go to your fucking local, local indie promotions. I know uh, in St. Louis this weekend, we've got Glory Pro, AAW up in LaSalle. Go check out these shows. Go see your local indies. You know, Support your local indie wrestling S- federation. So you will have a great time. And you know what? When something weird happens, I want to be the first person you tell. Hop on Twitter. Let us know. Let, let us know weird shit that happens at
1: these shows, because I like that. And I also, I want to stir the pot a little bit. Uh, if you have a second tweet at the MJF, let them know that the boys at predetermined podcasts have some beef with them. Oh boy. You ready for this, Derek? (laughs) Hit our fucking music, man.